hello. Welcome to Healthy Perspectives, a podcast that takes on current cultural and social issues through a clinical lens. Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, we appreciate your time. Uh, we try to use it wisely. So hang on, let's go for a ride. Just like always, we've, we've got stuff that hopefully you'll find interesting. Uh, want to? I want to show you, for those of you watching on Rumble or YouTube, I want to show you something that sparked me in the last 24 hours. I came across this video and uh, <laughs> I'm just baffled. Um, so let's start by telling you the the uh, the, the lady that is uh, in this video uh, that is clueless about the questions she's being asked uh, is uh, a, a, <laughs> a an attorney general, an assistant attorney general. Okay, so uh, for those of you who don't know, in every state. They have many uh, assistant attorney generals. And in this particular case, this is a federal attorney, assistant attorney general uh, for the civil rights department. So she's the assistant attorney general for civil rights. Uh, this is absolutely amazing. Absolutely mind boggling. And I'm going to give you the punchline. It's about ignorance in leadership. There is no excuse for ignorance in leadership. None. You cannot excuse away, much like if you didn't know how fast you're supposed to go on the highway. And so you end up going too fast. And you can't just say, uh, oops, my bad. I didn't know. I mean, you can. But at the end of the day, you're still responsible for breaking the law. Now, in this case, is she breaking the law? No, she's using ignorance as a defense. Uh, again, or, or she truly has no clue how to do her job. And you're going to see it. I'm going to make sure it's abundantly clear when you, when you see this uh, exactly why this is unacceptable okay so i'm going to go to the uh, uh the the video here i'm going to share this i had to look up who miss the honorable Kristen clark was so you see that real quick before we switch over to the video and now we have the video so hang on. I want you to just watch uh, just a couple minutes of this clip. I'm not going to waste a lot of your time. Uh, let's get to, uh, you know what? I'm just going to hit play and listen. Plaintiffs are true. The present case arguably involves the most massive attack on free speech in United States history. Close quote. Court went on to find that the plaintiffs were reasonably likely to succeed on the merits at trial, entered a preliminary injunction. Okay, so if you're catching that, he's outlining this for you. Uh, what you, what I want you to hear is that this is being touted as one of the most significant cases on, on free speech ever, ever. You, you, now, you would automatically, at least I, automatically think, well, holy crap, 
the civil rights division ought to know about what's going on. So that means we have somebody that's an assistant attorney general in the civil rights division. You would think they'll have some clue, right? Watch. The Fifth Circuit has affirmed. The Supreme Court has taken jurisdiction of the case. Of course, that's all civil litigation. Is any criminal investigation or prosecution of the persons responsible for that activity in the FBI, CISA, and at the White House and their co-conspirators underway in the Civil Rights Division? Um, Congressman, I'm, I'm not uh, familiar with this litigation, but happy to bring your question back. Thank you. So let me just make sure I understand that. You are not aware of the Missouri versus Biden litigation that is currently being taken up by the United States Supreme Court. Is that correct? Uh, un- unfortunately, I'm, I'm not, Congressman. Okay. I'm pausing for a moment. The look on his face right here says everything. How in the world can she not be aware that this is going on? He's baffled. He is absolutely baffled, as am I, frankly. Now, she may be brilliant. She may be, like, it may be something that has nothing to do with her as to why she is unaware of this case. It may be that her boss has not made her privy to this case. Like I said, there's a lot of assistant attorney generals. So maybe somebody else is handling. That's possible. But in a situation like this, every assistant attorney general, especially if you're going to go and sit before, uh, you know, Jim Jordan, should be aware of the major cases before the Supreme Court. And if you're not, you're not doing your job. And if she was specifically, specifically guarded from this line of questioning by being purposely kept naive, I'm going to be honest, that might even be worse. So it goes on and on. I'll let you hear the uh, the tail end of this because it's 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 an interesting tail end. And then uh, then I'm going to move along and I'm going to get to my leadership stuff that I really want to get to. Attorney General for the Division of Civil Rights at the Justice Department is not familiar with a huge case, Missouri v. Biden, where in that case, I think it was six different federal agencies were found to be guilty of violating the First Amendment liberties of Americans, HHS, NIAD, FBI, DOJ, DHS, even the White House itself, and you are not familiar with that, is truly I, I, frankly, I don't know what to, I think that's why the gentleman had time to yield back because he didn't know what to, I, I don't know what we say that that is un, it's, it's in front of the Supreme Court and the head of civil rights division doesn't know is, is that is scary. And if that doesn't in and of itself show that this Justice Department is political and doing things for political reasons, I do not know what does I yield back and I appreciate. The- OK, 
Uh, I wanted you to just have the ending to that so that you know how it ultimately ended up being left. Uh, she did say that in between the part that I forwarded through, uh, she did say that she would uh, get back in a timely manner uh, with with uh, answers to those questions. Um, unfortunately, it does show what we have a massive problem with in our culture. And this is not just a political problem. This is an everywhere problem. This is a problem in the churches. This is a problem in the educational systems. This is a problem in the places of employment. It is rampant everywhere. Where people who are either not qualified to lead or are incapable of leading or are just really crappy leaders that are leading and that's a no-go. So I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you an outline, an outline that I have uh, for you. Uh, it, it's, it's really not that difficult. It, it actually comes from uh, an old study of Lakota tribe, uh, which is a Native American tribe. Number one, know yourself. Know yourself. Okay. Number two, Know your mission. What is it that you're wanting to accomplish? Number three, know the enemy to that mission. And number four, follow good leaders. In other words, if they're not good leaders, stop following them. Pretty simple. Know yourself. Know your mission. Know your enemy or the enemy to the mission. They, they may personally not be your enemy, but they may be against your mission. And then make sure you follow good people. Look, my grandfather used to say about leadership, specifically about leadership, said lots of things, but specifically about leadership. Leadership is an ability to get a group of people to do what you want them to do by showing them that they want to do it. You might think that's a form of manipulation, but the truth is some people are made to lead and some people are not. And if you can get a group of people to do what you want them to do, but you can't convince them that they want to do it. Then you're leading by fear. If you can convince them that they want to do it, they're buying into the, uh, the, the mission. And at that point, you have a real leader. And a real leader is a servant to those who buy in. I know, I just said a whole bunch of stuff really, really fast. But a servant to those who buy in means the one who starts the move, the agenda, becomes the biggest supporter of those who follow. They might be the face of the agenda. They might be the ones who, who determine the, the appropriate difficult steps 
But at the end of the day, they spend most of their time serving those who are serving the mission. That's servant leadership. Servant leadership. There are other types of leadership, folks. You can lead by fear. It's an option. It's definitely an option. It's a temporary option. Eventually, the fear goes away. Because eventually, the people realize they've got nothing to fear except the path that they're on. But you could try it. You could, uh, uh, you could lead by manipulation until they find out you're manipulating. You could lead uh, by taking advantage of anybody who gets in the way and knocking them down, getting them out of the way, like taking their money, stealing their cars. You could do that and you could work your way to the top. But it'll come crashing down because it's not built on the people and what the people want. So it, it will eventually come crashing down. It's a fragile form of leadership. There are, we could go into leadership philosophy, leadership theory, leadership, leadership everything. But for today, I'm going to zero in for the next couple of minutes on ignorance and leadership. Look, we're all ignorant to a degree. Some less than others some more than others, but we have blind spots. That's why we put people around us that are not like us because they'll be able to see the blind spots more clearly if they're not the same as us. If they are the same as us, then we're going to have similar blind spots. We can walk each other right off the cliff. That would be a problem. But that ignorance, the ignorance is not acceptable. When you know yourself, remember, know yourself, know your mission, know others. Right? If you know yourself and you know your strengths, you know your weaknesses, you have to put people in the place to cover your weaknesses. That doesn't mean pretend they're not there. It's actually the opposite. Good leaders cover their weaknesses by means of putting people who have strengths in those areas in a position to impact it positively when you otherwise would have failed. So for instance, as a business owner, there are certain things I can do great. Certain things I just am not great at. Billing, I could do it. Would I be great at it? Wouldn't be the most efficient. So I have somebody who's the most efficient. Why would I spend my time doing something that somebody else could do more efficiently, more accurately, and better than me? I absolutely have to delegate 
some of those things in the business. Uh, I, I'm not the best decorator. Uh, you can see my wall. Oh, no, you can't. No, my, my office, I mean, it, it honestly, it looks a little bit like a man office because it's not decorated super amazingly. But I did bring in some good eyes to take a look. And I trust them. I say, hey, help me make this look reasonable. Because I don't want to be ignorant to my weaknesses. This video that I showed you, we had a leader who is either ignorant to the issues in their own field, civil rights, whether that be on purpose or on accident, I don't know. But either way, that means there's been, already been a failure. Because somebody should have briefed her about the major cases going to the Supreme Court. And because that didn't happen, whose fault is it? Her. If she's leading the department, it's her responsibility. And if it's her supervisors that are withholding the information from her, she better get the hell out of there. We see this kind of stuff. It happens. It happens. But there's there's always an explanation that falls into the realm of leadership. And ignorance in leadership is never an acceptable excuse. If a good leader discovers an area of ignorance, naivete, blindness, they must, absolutely must get it fixed. So I want to leave you with a question, a question today that should be asked of Kristen. As, or I, I should say the honorable Kristen, uh, what is her last name? I'm going to try to find it for you. Hold on a second. Because I want to be, I want to be absolutely respectful. The honorable Kristen Clark. The question that should be asked of any leader who is not leading intelligently with intention and purpose what did you do to fix this area of ignorance not what are you going to do don't care she leaves this meeting it, it within 2 hours she should be able to be asked what did you do to fix this area of ignorance. And she should have a good response. I went back, I met with this person and this person, and we had established that I was going to be getting a brief once a week on these things, and I included that into it. Should be something very simple like that. Here's the interesting part. 
Will other leaders stand up and ask that kind of question? And if not, why are we following these people? Again, Civil Rights Department, Attorney General, Assistant Attorney General. I don't know her political swing at all. I don't know where she is on the spectrum. I don't care. Ignorant leadership is ignorant leadership, no matter where it comes from. I've been there. Those of you who know me well know that I made plenty of mistakes. And the difference between a good leader and a crappy leader is a crappy leader is going to stay ignorant. And a good leader, they're going to realize their ignorance and they're going to cover that gap. They're going to cover it as quickly as they can because that should never happen again to this woman. And if it doesn't, great. And if it does, that's not a good leader. She needs to go. Good leaders learn from their mistakes and they cover those gaps. That's what I wanted to share with you today. I know I went on a little little rant about leadership. I hope this was helpful, but understand the, the psychology and the sociology behind this. As a counselor, it's so important, so important that we only follow good leaders. Only follow good leaders. Do not, the best thing you can do, the best thing you can do, if you encounter a terrible leader, the best thing you can do, it's not yell at them, scream at them, tell them you hate them, threaten their life. None of that stuff is going to work. The best thing you could do is stop following them. A leader without followers isn't a leader at all. It's only a matter of time before they realize. Thank you so much for joining us, and I hope you have a great day. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. We appreciate our audience a lot. So we give you some simple ways to track us down. Please like, subscribe, and follow all the podcasts on different platforms. But you can also email us at healthyperspectives at protonmail.com. Or you can check out our website at healthy-perspectives.com slash podcast. It's a backward slash. So if you want to go to our landing page, if you go to healthy dash perspectives.com. You'll still find us. You just got to click on the podcast button. Thank you so much.